get your Bibles. Go with me to the book of St. Luke. St. Luke chapter 2. If you're close to somebody that does not have an Ephesians, please, ma'am, please, sir, don't be stingy today on Jesus' birthday, but share. St. Luke chapter 2. I want to begin at verse, I'm going to want verse 9. See here. Yes, let me go and start at verse 9. You ready for the word? And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, shepherds said one to another, let us now go even into Bethlehem and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in the manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all that they heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Will you help me repeat this thought in repeat? It helps us to remember. Help me say, go tell it. Go now shout Jesus. Jesus. Now will you look at somebody better looking than you real quick? Somebody that's better looking than you. Or some of you ain't looking at nobody, huh? <laughs> will you tell them, go tell it. Go now shout Jesus. Jesus. Now come on and praise God and let gravity take you to your seat. 
Come on, shout Jesus again. God bless you, my brothers and my sisters. We do honor God today. And we praise God for the birthday boy. Praise God for Jesus. And thank God for the Holy Ghost. We do respect our first lady of Miracle Central. Our prayer for the anointed church mothers. God bless them. To uh, Elder Clay and his companion. The deacon brethren. The inspiring missionaries. The deaconess missionaries. The evangelist missionaries. To the ministers. Amen. Praise God and to... All of God's children, I thank God for this day. In my mind, I was wondering how long has it been since the faith family was in a service on Christmas Eve, Christmas. And I said, well, praise God. Now, listen, I know for you that like to be argumentative. I know as well as you know, since you've studied, that Jesus was not born on December 25th. But this is what I do know. He was born. History lets us know that sometime between December and early February, he was born. And we know that he was born during a different season. And I know he was born, first of all, because the Bible is inspired by God and written of man. And if you don't know the God that we serve, he cannot lie. Uh, and the second thing I know is true because he lives in me. I've been born again. How many been born again? Well, can I testify on Jesus' birthday? I'm saved. And I'm sanctified, and I'm filled with God's precious Holy Ghost. And I do speak in tongue as the Spirit of God give utterance. Anybody have that same testimony? Will you get up and go to somebody and testify to them real quick? Because you ain't testified all year long. Come on and testify on Jesus' birthday. Now, I ain't talking about saying nothing else. I'm talking about testifying. If you're saved, tell them I'm saved. If you're sanctified, tell them I'm sanctified. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost, tell them I've been baptized and filled in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Hey. Thank you. Well, I better keep moving because I feel hallelujah. I feel him. I feel him. Amen. This is a glorious season. Another observation I would like to make before you that it was also a season of sadness. 
because a lot of babies was killed during the time of the birth of Christ. The prophecy had been went forth, and the Bible said there had never been a welling like the welling of that time. Is why the king, the evil king, when they found out, and the wise men got there. And they was motivated, directed, and led by God. A star stood still over the manger. When they got there, the Holy Ghost, through God, told them, I want you to go another way. Don't leave the same way you came. They got to Herod and said, listen here, we come to... Worship the king. Well, that made him mad right there. And then they found out later, amen, that they were trying to find out when he was born, they tried to kill all the male babies. So there was murder and death and destruction during that time. The enemy does not care about your joyous occasions that you celebrate. For yet, once of a field, St. John 10 and 10, the thief but not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. So it was a mixed emotions. It's kind of, I don't know if, if, if we gleaned the things that we did before we got saved from that atmosphere, but how many of you started loading up on when you know that it was a holiday weekend before you got saved? How many of you loaded up and filled up your trunk with cases of or Texas fifth of gin and vodka. Oh, there goes the angels. They're talking right now. Praise these. I hear him ringing. Oh, my God. Loaded up their trunk with vodka, bourbon, and gin. Cases of, of uh, wine. Annie Greenspring and all of that kind of stuff. Y'all well, all right. Grass monkey and um, Chevy's Regal, Black Velvet, Ride Royal Crown, huh? Secret Seven. Uh, oh, y'all like you? Oh, really? You ain't been delivered yet, huh? Well, just keep coming. The Lord will deliver you. I serve a powerful God. Hallelujah. And if you ain't got a taste for the world, God can deliver you. Tell your neighbor, he will and can deliver you. Somebody put a praise on it. Some of y'all went because everybody knew somebody that sold drugs. You knew where to cop your nickel bag, your dime bag, your quarter bag, your half pound or your pound. You had it planned. Oh, yeah. It looks, it looks like that. Have y'all forgotten that you made a vow to God, you know, before you got saved? Praise God. You know, you was higher than a Georgia pine over this glorious season. And you were so messed up that you went to that ivory throne in your house. Anybody have, remember them ivory thrones in your house? Some still have them. All of us better have them. And you said to yourself, Lord, you were so sick. You was drunk. You were so sick and had a bad hangover. You said, Lord, if you just fix me, get me out of this. I won't drink no more. Don't raise your hand. 
And how many of you lied? Huh? You said, I ain't never going to do that no more. And that day, day after that, somebody convinced you to do it again. Do you not know there's always been somebody to convince you to do wrong? And who was the first partaker? That you. And then you had somebody to collaborate with you. Well, let me go to the text. It was a time, praise God, in the season that it was a joyous occasion because God sent his word. My brothers and sisters, you that know the scripture and text, you and I know, amen, from the Garden of Eden, when Satan food Eve, God had a master plan to redeem man back from the grips and the hold of Satan. And out down through the down through time, walking through the old schoolmaster, the testament, the prophetic word of God, the prophet spoke. And they spoke about the time for the Messiah or the Savior to be born. It was not an accident. And you know, praise God, there had been 400, what we call theologians have called, and those that go to the um, cemetery, I mean not the cemetery, uh, seminary. Uh Uh-huh. They were told, amen, there was 400 silent years between the Old Testament and the New. There was just sporadic healing, but there was no word from God. It seemed like that God was silent for 400 years. And look at a man and a woman. Praise God. Zacharias, he had been praying, praise God, and during that time they would cast lots and see who would go first and serve for the first full week in the temple to light the incense. We talk about the incense, talk about the aroma, talk about how the smoke would ascend up, and that represented the prayers of the saints. And as they was praying on the outside of the court, Zacharias was inside, feeling his obligation because a lot had fell on him. And lo and behold, that means look. Oh, my God. God sends an angel. And there was only two angels. There was four that the Bible will recall had names. Other angels that you find out in the scripture, they had assignments. So they were not given names, but you heard them referred to with their assignment. But Michael and Gabriel, them are the good angels. Then you have the two that was bad. My God today. God speaks. 
and God speaks and God told Zacharias what's going to happen. Praise God. 400 years. God speaks in the temple after 400 years. And he speaks to a man that did believe and God uh, shut his mouth that he couldn't speak. Because why? He didn't believe. I'm not going to revisit that text. But now we pick up this unusual circumstances of not only the birth of John the Baptist, but the birth of Jesus. Hmm. We understand, amen, uh, the backdrop of John the Baptist, and Jesus came to his defense, and they wanted to know who John the Baptist was, and the Bible said that Jesus said he's really none other than Elijah. Oh, my God. Because the characteristics are both the same. He, John the Baptist, had the spirit of Elijah. Gabriel talks. Gabriel is bringing the good news. Do you not know that good news is always, in some way or another, is about Jesus? The Lord, I won't say the Lord dropped it in my spirit. But I believe God gave me a revelation. And I love studying God's word because the Lord talks to me through his word. Oh, my God. I just get excited. I get so excited that oftentimes I, I, I run the first lady. First lady, look, look what I found. Look what I found. And she looks at me like, mm-hmm. She's busy. She's doing stuff, man. You know, you ever get so excited about something that you just had to go run and tell it? Oh. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yeah. And it was dropped. I said, you know what? You cannot have good news without Jesus being someplace in the picture. Does that make sense? Watch watch this. It's impossible to have good news without Christ somewhere being involved. Whether you're saved or not. Brother Pastor, well, how you figure that one? I told you the Lord gave me a revelation or not. Well, let me prove my point. Satan has never been good to you. You look at somebody and say, Satan has never been good to you. Even though you were in your sins, we were in our sins, huh? Satan has never been good to you, but God has always been good to all people. Somebody put a praise on it. So you can't have anything good without Jesus being someplace in the picture. Hmm? Good news is always some. Somewhere, someplace, and it points to Jesus, the good news. Do you not know that the good news, of course, we understand the good news is Jesus. And when you have good news, don't you tell somebody? Have you really 
figure this one out. A lot of people are reluctant to tell bad news about themselves. But they love to spew out about somebody else. Huh? But when you have good news, it seems like to me it always lights up the atmosphere. When you have good news. Have you ever known some people that carry bad news? Do you see how they change the environment? It looked like they're a walking dark cloud. You're the sun is shining, you're happy, and here they come. Because it's always about something negative. Well, society calls it, you got optimistic people and you got people that are pessimistic. You're optimistic. I don't care how bad things look, you know that it's going to get better. Hmm? Oh, I just heard the spirit to say better days. Come on, look at somebody and say better days. Point to somebody. Throw your hand back with somebody telling better days, better days, better days, better days, better days. My brothers and sisters, watch, watch the text. Elizabeth and Mary. One was too old to have children. The other was just entering her teens and she was betrothed but not wedded because she was too young. One was too old to have children and the other was too young to be married. But she was given to be married. Do you not know that God, my brothers and sisters, have you noticed that God does the impossible? And he does the unlikely? And the reason why he does that is to remind us about his power. And God has never been restricted. Hmm? The God that I serve cannot be restricted. I tell you what can happen when you don't apply your faith, God steals his hand. Hmm? He wants to help you, but your faith is not released. He wants to fulfill his word, but your faith is not released. Have you ever been so tired and you was void of sleep that you was just running on energy that you didn't have and you don't know when you when you can't sleep and you haven't got your rest everything happens you see stuff you normally wouldn't see you hear stuff you don't even hear huh and some of you are so mean. You can tell some people the character means if they don't get no sleep, don't talk to them in the morning. Anybody know people like that? Two type of folk. Folk that don't get enough sleep, don't talk to them in the morning. Some that haven't ate yet, don't talk to them. Them two things got to be fulfilled. Well, one more. There's a group of people that don't like to get up early. So don't talk to them either. Huh? they morning people. Wait and talk to me with all your foolishness in, in the afternoon. Huh? Things that the two women, 
Zechariah and Mary. Zechariah the priest asked for, asked the angel for a sign. Mary, the young maiden of Galilee, submits in simple faith to the Lord that she has. She did not restrain her faith. She unleashed her faith. She didn't doubt God. Mary was a virgin. But legally, she was bound. She was in a binding marriage contract to wed Joseph when she came of age. There was no sexual intercourse because that was not permitted in this relationship. But Mary was still wed. She was supposed to be given to Joseph. That's why you find Joseph was hotter than a pot of Chinese rice. When he found out that Mary was with child, wait a minute. But God had to calm him down. In Luke chapter 2, Luke really summarizes and makes it so clear. He was so straightforward in telling the story of Jesus' birth. And if you notice how he anchors the events in history, he links them all to prophecy. Prophecy. My brother and sister, when God speaks, it's going to happen. Have you ever noticed when folk get saved, and especially men, that most 99.9% of the time, nobody says that God called me to, prophet, to be a prophet. They always want to be a preacher. Nobody wants to be a deacon. But they don't want to be a prophet. Why? Because they know there's some lying folk out there. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying? And a lot of folk are lying on God. Jesus. Jesus' circumstances of his birth. What you have, you have two relatives. Look, your neighbor's a neighbor. Family churches have been around before you were. It was a family affair. John the Baptist and Jesus. Elizabeth and Mary, their cousins. And isn't it, isn't it wonderful that they both had, can I fix it like this? They were both raised up in the church and were saved. Oh, my God. After time, six months had carried. Thank you, sir. Now, because of the silent year, God speaks not. And listen, he, he comes to the church, he comes to the people, not in the streets. Not in a group of folk that don't believe. But he comes between Malachi and Matthew now, that 400 years, he comes and speaks in the church, in the temple. Now, Elizabeth, six months. Mary gets excited and, and, and wants to share what God is doing in her life. She comes to Elizabeth. John the Baptist is his 
I don't know how he was his position, but he was cool. He was in the womb, cool. He was relaxed. Mm. Mary starts talking and telling her cousin, and John the Baptist heard. And when he heard that God fulfilled his promise and his promise was coming so soon, he got excited about good news. Now hold on before you get happy. And he leaped. I know somebody said, Pastor, why did he leap? Somebody asked me that question. Pastor, why did he leap? Well, since you asked me, I'm going to tell you. He leaped because he wanted to go tell somebody, but he was already, he couldn't get out. He couldn't get out and tell nobody because it wasn't his time to be released. It wasn't his season to go tell it. I wish I had somebody to jump up and say, listen here, my season's come and I'm released to go tell it now. Because I'm about to get my breakthrough. Hallelujah. God's about to fulfill his word in me. Somebody put a praise on him. I am healed. I'm delivered. I have my breakthrough. God's about to do it. Hallelujah. He jumped up first lady, but he couldn't get out. You hear him say, got to fix it. Let me go. Let me out of here. I got something to tell. Oh, my God. Bible said that I added an extra, oh my God, three months. And here come John the Baptist. My brothers and sisters, the greatest gift that a person can have is receiving salvation. Now let me show, serve notice on you. Jesus in his birth was not the savior. Let me get clear here. Jesus in his birth was the Messiah. The fulfillment of prophecy. But he was not the savior. See, in other words, you can hear about Jesus. You can read about Jesus. You can study about Jesus. But he's not your savior until you accept who Jesus is. Somebody put a praise on him. So what is he, brother pastor? He's a fulfillment of the prophecy from the time of old. But he's not the Messiah. Huh? Or he's not the savior. There was a lot of things that was going on. And, and you know what I, I like about the joy of the season? First thing is, chapter 2, verses 8 through 20. Why shepherds? Why would the shepherds be the first to tell it? Well, shepherds in the first century, they were a very low social status. Think about how, how really, what better way to announce good news 
than to go to ordinary folks first. See, some of us that, you know, started off little low and in social status and God has elevated us now and now the best that God can get out of us in the church is a duck rock. You know, just look at the praise and worship leaders. They almost bust a gut to try to help help you or to make you move. And the best of something you can give God is a duck rock. Now you want them to jump up and flip three or four times, do somersaults and the pom-pom ones, and, and you're still going to get a duck rock. In other words, have you forgotten where you came from? Do you not know that everything you have right up to now, it was God that have done it for you? And some you don't even know that somebody else prayed for you to be in the place where you're at right now. Somebody took the time to pray for you. Oh, thank you. How appropriate to announce the good news down to ordinary folks. He didn't go to the rich and the famous. Huh? No. Childbirth, the law, or the Leviticus priest. He goes to the shepherds. And I like to call the shepherds the first evangelists. They go there. And it had to have been important because the angel came and talked to them. My brothers and sisters, I think, not only I think, but I, it's a fact that we really don't know who Jesus is. Because if you know that God took out of himself and gave to this world, huh? and the world rejected God's gift. That's why the Bible, the, and Jesus is the only begotten of the Father. That means God reached into himself and took Christ. The only begotten of the Father. Look at John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave. God loves us so that he gave. And God is yet giving. God is giving to us and even though we don't even deserve it, God is yet giving. Oh my God. Do you remember just a few days ago as you was traveling wasn't paying attention that God spared your life. You remember that? Do you remember how, amen, and I, maybe before you even met me or knew anything about me, that you would hear me pray, God, ward off the dangers, seen and unseen danger. We don't know what's going to happen around that corner. 
We don't know what's going to happen when you come out of our neighborhoods because you may be the one that catches a bullet that was not intended for you but for somebody else. But you happen to be in the right place at the wrong time. But God! Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I got to tell it. I got to tell somebody that God has been good to me. I got to tell somebody that God heard my prayer. I got to let somebody know that he may not come when we want him. But how many know that he's always right on time? My brothers and sisters, the Bible declared uh, because God is a promise keeper. After Jesus was born, because the Bible says and let us know that when the shepherds visited Jesus. Mm -hmm. And uh, they went and they left and returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that he had, they had heard and seen. They heard it from the angelic angels. They seen him with their own eyes. And the Bible declared that in the eight days when were accomplished of the circumcision of the child. His name was called Jesus. The angel said he would be called Jesus. Before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of the purification according to the scripture according to the Mosaic law, was accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem. Yes. They brought him to the Lord. Because it was written, praise God, according to the Mosaic law, that every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy unto the Lord. Even Jesus himself was called holy. Huh? Huh? He wasn't our savior, but he was a babe. He was the Messiah. And he was brought before God and was called holy. Hmm. Because the scripture has said, and my brothers and sisters, there were an elderly man. As I'm about to take my exit off of the interstate. There was an elderly man. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in Jerusalem, and his name was Simeon. And that same man was a just man, the Bible said. But he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Bible said that the Holy Ghost was upon him. Huh? And it was revealed unto him that he should not die before he has seen the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm quite sure at the age that he was that he wanted a man to go on to be with the Lord. But tell your neighbors, the old neighbor, you may be old and stricken in age. 
But as long as the saints pray for you, you're not going anywhere. Hallelujah. God honors prayer. And God told the man of God, you shall not die until you see the Messiah. Hallelujah. And the Bible said, praise God, that the parents brought him, the child Jesus, to do that was customary of the law. Thank you, Jesus. And in that time, praise God, there was another person there that co-signed for what God has already spoken. My brothers and sisters, if you know and understand the word of God, whenever God is moving, God always co-signs for what he's doing. Nobody can say that God is doing anything just and they're the only one that know about it. Because that's a dangerous position. Hallelujah. Because it was even the Apostle Paul went through a situation. In the body, out of the body. I could not tell. But I was called up to the third heaven. Hallelujah. And I saw things that nobody else saw. And I heard things that nobody else heard. But the Bible says, so I would not uh, go above measure and be, get a big head about it. There came a messenger from Satan to buffet me about. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that he prayed to God. Lord, will you take this thing from me? Thank you, Jesus. Will you take this thing from me? I got a thorn in my flesh. Hallelujah. I got to get back to the temple. Amen. But let me reach out and stretch out just a little bit. I got a thorn in my flesh. And the Bible said that he sought God three times. Ask God, would you remove this thing? But God said, don't you worry about the afflictions of your body because my grace uh, is sufficient. My grace will, will carry you any place you want to go. My grace will handle what you can't handle. Hallelujah. Some of you are going through some stuff and you've been asking God to move this thing. But the Bible told me to tell you on the birth of Jesus' birthday. In celebration, God's grace is sufficient. His grace is going to handle what you can't handle. His grace is going to move you to a place where you can't move on your own. Hallelujah. Because we're serving a just God. We're serving a God that cannot lie. Yes. And the Bible said there was a prophetess. Oh, God, in the temple, and her name was Anna. Now, Anna married at a young age. Hallelujah. And I don't know what happened to her husband, but the Bible said that her husband died. 
yes, he died. But Anna made a vow to God. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to stay with you. In spite of something taken out of my life. In spite of my husband being called to glory. And the Bible said, and the Bible said, hallelujah, that he dedicated. She dedicated her life. Yes, and serve God. My brothers and sisters, theologians would say, and this you would find, hallelujah, that two things now came together at the point of Jesus' circumcision. What was it? The older man seen the glory. And it was time that God would fulfill his word. And then the women in the church and represented the women that will go forth in ministry uh, after the day of Pentecost. Um, hallelujah. Um, what are you trying to say? Um, that God um, always connects. Um, he connects the dots. Um, hallelujah. Um, and right now, um, right now, I want to tell you um, happy birthday, Jesus. Um, Yes, God uh, connected the dots. Um, yeah, um, somebody said, go tell it on the mountain, um, over the hills, um, and everywhere um, that Jesus um, Christ is born. Uh, yeah, and one of the greatest um, achievements. Um, of the birth of Jesus um, is you and I. Um, hallelujah. Uh, how many uh, have felt the power uh, of the King of Kings? Uh, stand to your feet. Uh, how many have felt the healing power uh, of Jesus? Um, wave your hand. Uh, how many uh, did God uh, Give a breakthrough. Uh, wave your hand. Uh, how many uh, got a financial uh, breakthrough? Uh, wave both hands. Uh, how many did God uh, turn things around for? Yes. Um, happy birthday, uh, Jesus. Uh, I remember uh, when you called me out. Uh, out of the pit, out of the shame. Yes, happy birthday, because I remember what you've done for me. Yes, I remember how you set me free. Yes, tell somebody. You need to tell it, tell it, tell that I'm healed, tell it that I'm delivered.
if it had not been for the baby. Look at somebody said, if it had not been for the baby. Wait a minute. He's my savior. He was the baby. Huh? And the baby had to go through. Let me, can I finish this on this great celebration? But Mary, oh my God. Mary was told through the prophets. What her baby was going to go through. Mm. Your baby is going to be despised and rejected. Your baby, oh my God, is going to be beat with many stripes. Your baby is going to have. 72 thorns pushed down in his head. Your baby is going to be on Calvary and some knucklehead is going to spear him in the side. Oh my God. Help me say the baby. Now mothers, God blessed you and told you about your How many of y'all would have had a conversation with God? Huh? Your baby is going to die for folk that rejected him. Your baby is going to be spit on. Huh? He's going to be lied on and talked about. Wait a minute. How many mothers want their child to go through any of that? Let me see your hand. But help me say, the baby. And you mean to tell me that we can't celebrate what the baby did? The baby had to grow up. Huh? And when the baby grew up, the baby at 12 years old was found in the temple. His mom and dad came back ready to skin him alive. Boy, where you been? You done cost us four days of unwanted travel. But he said, I must be about my father's business. Oh, my God. Help me say the baby. Somebody said that. I don't know. But Jones, I don't know how true it was, but when Jesus was a teenager, a little younger, that, you know, the little crowd, the little boys, you know, Deacon Hawkins ran up on him and they swallowed up on Jesus. And one of the boys, probably about big as you, stand up, Deacon Hawkins, stand up. He, he, he about your size. Let me see. Stretch your arm out.
praise Jesus. Let me tell you what the baby did. Jesus grew up and went to Calvary. Jesus was hung up on a cross. They, they nailed him to the cross first. They dug a hole, they nailed him, and they put him on a cross, and when they put him in a cross, they dropped the cross in the hole. And when they dropped the cross in the hole, tore his skin. And when they hung my Jesus, they hung it between two thieves. Hmm. And one, you know, some, some look at somebody and tell them, some, some folk never get it. One thief said, listen, you all of that, and then some, get off the cross and bring me with you. The other one said, shut up, man. Can't you see? This man did no wrong. He said, Lord, I have not lived a good life. I've messed up all my life. Was bad to my mama. Disrespected my daddy. Gave the preacher the bird. But when you come into your kingdom, Will you remember me? How many want the Lord to remember you? Oh, my God. He, do, he couldn't do it as a baby. But the stage was set for you and I to accept Jesus as our personal Savior. Now, when I count to three, I want everybody to celebrate and give our Lord and Savior a rounding applause as we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. One, two, three. Lose yourself and celebrate. Think of how good he's been to you. Come on and celebrate. Think about what he's done for you. Come on and celebrate. Come on and celebrate. Come on and celebrate. somebody saying a song what more can he do think about it what more can he do for you he's laid the foundation he's opened up the way what more can he do 
If you don't know Jesus today, maybe you wasn't, didn't know him as a baby, and you don't know him as a teenager, and he gave up his life at the age of 33, and the devil got smart and said, you know, they took his life. Jesus said, listen, no man taking my life. I give it. I freely gave my life for you. I freely gave up my life for all of us. So you could have eternal life. And, isn't, and you know what I'm yet celebrating? Because Jesus is sitting on the right hand of God right now. Oh, my God. Waiting to come back and rapture his church. To your neighbor, the neighbor is not over yet. The best is yet to come. How? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hallelujah.